Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. As I'm recording this podcast today, we are finishing up PCOS Awareness Month and my 30-day back-on-track PCOS challenge. And the first daily challenge of that back-on-track challenge was to drink more water. And as I was kind of um, researching, you know, what I wanted to say about hydration and water, I stumbled upon this awesome book. And I have it right here called Quench. And I invited Dr. Dana Cohen on to the PCOS Diva podcast. She's the author of Quench and talks uh, about how hydration is the key to flourishing. And I really believe that, but I didn't realize that I was um, drinking lots of water, but wasn't really properly hydrating until I read her book. So I'm thrilled that she wants to come on the, the PCOS Diva podcast to share. So welcome, Dr. Cohen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that lovely intro. Uh, well, I want to just um, give people a little bit more information about you. So for over two decades, you've been on the leading edge of integrative and functional medicine, guiding thousands of patients through protocols that initiate cellular repair and restore balance in the body. She worked side by side with the late Dr. Robert Atkins, which is very cool. Um, And she practices with an emphasis on the individual understanding that no two patients are alike and focuses on nutrition and limits her patients reliance on prescription medications by using diet, lifestyle changes and nutritional supplementation. Honestly, you're like the, the, ideal type of doctor that I encourage women with PCOS to look for. So. It's just good medicine. You know, yes. it's good old fashioned medicine. <laughs> yeah. So um, in your book, you have a little checklist of um, symptoms if you are chronically dehydrated. And I was going through them and so many of them overlap common PCOS symptoms. So you know, trying everything to lose weight and you can't lose weight, feeling bloated, brain fog, afternoon fatigue, daytime sleepiness, poor sleep 
muscle stiffness, joint pain. So if you're listening and any of those um, symptoms you can relate to, then you definitely want to stick with us for the podcast today. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting as you're saying that I just recently did a talk on long COVID and those symptoms overlap as well. You know, it's any kind of sort of chronic chronic illness. And, and I always say before you, you do any diet regimen, any new supplement regimen, start with hydration. You have to start here. You have to start to learn how to hydrate properly, what that means to hydrate properly. And you have to, you have to live in your body, meaning we're not, not being cut off from our, our necks down, live in your body, know what it feels like to feel fully properly hydrated. Um, and unfortunately, there's no great one single test that you can do to say, oh, what does that mean? You have to experience it. And um, and it is the one thing that I'm a stickler on, meaning day in and day out, you need to stay on top of your hydration. So like diet stuff, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I am a believer in the 80-20 rule. Give me mm -hmm. 80%, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but with hydration, it is kind of a day in, day out thing. You know, you, 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 you can't mess up one day or else you're, you know, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you can make it up, but, but you, you know, it's just, it's uh it's something that we should for optimal wellness, stay on top of. The other thing that was surprising to me after reading your book uh, is that so many of us with PCOS are at risk of type two diabetes because of the insulin resistance being just a major driving factor of PCOS. And I was surprised to learn that dehydration puts us at greater risk of developing type two diabetes. So maybe we could start there. Yeah, and I, I'm so glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, there is actually the 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 book before me, uh, probably about 20 years before I wrote this book, is Doctor. Um, Batman is, is what he's affectionately known, known as, but it's Batman Jalige. Um, it's called Your Body's Many Cries for Water. Um, and he does a really good job of explaining the physiology of, of how diabetes is connected to low-grade dehydration. And actually the late uh, Dr. Nick Gonzalez has, a, and it's the, the all these references are in my book, by the way. Um, Nick Gonzalez, Dr. Nick Gonzalez has a great article that he wrote um, about I'm not gonna remember the name of it about dehydration. Um, and really, I mean, it's, it's sciencey and it's hard and it's really, but for anybody who's really into it, he really lays it out. It's complicated of how that, um, this low grade dehydration. And by the way, I wanna differentiate between low grade and overt dehydration. So when I say you need to stay on top of your hydration every day, I'm talking about this low grade uh, subclinical. We don't feel anything necessarily dehydration versus overt dehydration where you're, you know, you've drank too much and you're vomiting and, <laughs> you know, something like that and you need to go to the hospital. But so this low grade dehydration day in and day out can be a risk factor for type two diabetes and blood sugar issues later, later on. So, um, and there's a, there's a real physiological um, mechanism to it that, uh, that makes complete sense. Um, and so with even I also say, so the two big things that when I talk about chronic disease and why you need to stay on top of hydration, diabetes is a huge one. I mean, and it's getting worse, but also Alzheimer's, you know, think about, you know, Alzheimer's is now type three diabetes. So there's a blood sugar issue there. So once again, if you want to prevent Alzheimer's, start with hydration and let alone all the things that we already know about, about dehydration, constipation, migraines, joint pains, um, 
uh, dry skin, you know, all of those things, chronic fatigue, brain fog, you know, those things we know a lot about, but, but the big things like diabetes and Alzheimer's, that's kind of new information mm-hmm. um, and important. And there's also, it also puts you at risk for certain cancers, specifically colon cancer and kidney cancer. We want to be flushing those organs all the time. So start with hydration. Well, I think a lot of us um, don't realize how much our kind of modern lifestyle causes dehydration. And you really do a good job explaining this in in your book. Um, But if, you know, if you're not exercising like a lot and sweating, so, and you're drinking coffee um, and you're feeling like I'm drinking a lot of like beverages during the day um, and I'm not really sweating. So I'm not in danger of getting dehydrated. Um, you know, what am I, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you may not be doing anything wrong. It's Mm -hmm. once again, it's very individualized. If you're eating a diet full of really, you know, hydrating foods, vegetables, you know, very plant centric diet, some people may only need one glass of water a day, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's very individualized there. It's possible you don't need any more, but if you're not feeling good, if your joints are bothering you, if you're stiff, if you're, if you're, if you get that afternoon, fatigue or brain fog think about hydration so you mm-hmm. might not be and and the other thing is just try it on try on try hydrating a little bit better and seeing if you feel a difference that's also a way of sort of looking at it the the big symptom though the the big thing that i often tell people i think the most important thing to look at not the color of your urine i think that's important but not the biggest thing is we're meant to urinate every 2 or 3 hours during our waking hours Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting up to pee every two or three hours, you're probably not hydrating enough. Mm-hmm. That's a really important thing to look at our output versus anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's a, something to keep in mind. If you, even if you think you're doing it right, you mentioned coffee. I just want to take a quick, I want to talk just quickly about coffee. Yeah. Um, one or two cups of coffee a day is fine. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything more they've, they've done research, anything more than four cups of coffee or tea becomes um, a diuretic. So it does, it is a little dehydrating after that. Um, you know, I think more importantly is what are you putting in there? You know, are you putting in fake sugars, are you putting in tons of sugar, are you putting in dairy that you're not, that you're sensitive to, you know, so that's more, more important to me than anything, than, than just drinking a few cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I thought, thought was really interesting is the difference between, um, hydrating or or this idea that we think we need to drink eight cups of water a day, and that is hydration, but you really break this down and give us tips in your book on how to really get that water into your cells so that it truly hydrates you. And I was hoping you could share some of those with us. Yeah. Um, let me just start with an example. So some people may be able to really relate to this. How many uh, uh, people do you know, say, I drink so much water, I'm drinking water all day long, and I can't quench my thirst, you know, so it doesn't matter how much water they're drinking, it's just not getting in them. Um, and and it, it's true, especially like yogis, like my, my really healthy yogis, I drink so much water. Um, but the, the issue is absorption and, and holding on to that water. That's more of more of the bigger issue. Um, and uh, you know, we talk a lot about the work of Dr. Gerald Pollack. He's a world-renowned uh, water researcher based in Seattle who um, has discovered that there's a new phase of water, that there's a, f- I'm sorry, a fourth phase of water. It's not new, it's there. <laughs> and um, that fourth phase of water is, so 
we, we know that water exists as liquid ice and vapor. We've known that since elementary school. So now there's a new phase of water and he describes it as, um, he calls it easy water. Some people may have heard of it as structured water or gel water, whatever you wanna call it, it's this new phase of water. And, and it basically has to do with how those H2O molecules layer upon each other. And it's in that layering that they share electrons and they have different properties. It's in that sharing of electrons that they have properties where they hold energy like a battery. But um, but the bigger thing is that it, it's believed that it's that phase of water is how it exists in nature. And it's also in that phase in how it exists with, within our intracellularly, within our cells. So the idea of the book is we got to eat more of our, wa our water. So think about things like, you know, the biggest, the most visually um, appealing way to think about it is think about... Um, cactus, aloe, you know, you open up an aloe and, and literally gel falls out of it. Now there's other things in that gel, but that gel is loaded with structured water. Mm -hmm. You know, think about cucumber seeds. The seeds are loaded with, with uh, gel water, chia seeds. You put chia seeds in water, they, they plump up, they, they become, and those chia seeds are great at absorbing and holding onto that water and attracting water more into your cells. So that's really the big idea is, is, a plant, you know, if there's not, there's nothing uh, mind blowing here. We need to eat mm -hmm. more vegetables, mm -hmm. make it a plant centric diet. I mean, you said I'm somebody who comes from Dr. Atkin. I, I eat meat, <laughs> you know, I eat good meat, um, but I eat meat, but I make sure that I have a ton of vegetables also. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of us are, are maybe falling a little short. We mm -hmm. have to push ourselves to eat more vegetables. I have a few rules. I make people eat a salad with a side salad with lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. It has to be a rule. And, and I don't care if it's, um, you know, a few uh, leaves of iceberg lettuce with olive oil and vinegar on it. Like if that's mm -hmm. all you can do, fine, shovel it in. Um, and that's a good thing. People, uh, you know, people always said iceberg lettuce is, um, there's no nutritional value in mm -hmm. it. It's probably one of the most hydrating lettuces that you can eat. So, so oh, there's a ton, great. right? It's, mm -hmm. and I love iceberg lettuce and now I have mm -hmm. a real, you know, a great reason to eat it. It's, yeah. You know. My, you know what? You'll make my son very happy because <laughs> I've stopped buying it because of that idea that it has low nutritional value. And he's always, you know, you go to these like cheaper restaurants or whatever, and yeah. they, they give you a salad with iceberg lettuce. He's like, mom, I really, why can't you buy this lettuce? So now you've given me permission, I guess. <laughs> awesome. I love it. it it's serious. It's, it's great for that reason alone. It's mm -hmm. so nutrition, you know, it's, it's a powerhouse right. as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, you could throw on some herbs and spices on there, you know, like our, our parsley, you know, you could add some other things in there, tomatoes, you know, cucumbers, but right. um, yeah, really hydrating. So I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, so so um, I'm a big proponent of smoothies for breakfast. You know, women with PCOS who, you know, a lot a lot of us are stuck in that American diet. You know, muffins and pancakes mm. and toast for breakfast, and that just sends our blood sugar just you know to yeah. the roof. Yeah. Um, but smoothies, I think it's it's a palatable way to get in. I think of it as like a protein with like a really good high quality protein powder in a, a way that a lot of women who are nauseous in the morning, like you can sip on a smoothie, but you view smoothies from kind of probably a different um, 
vantage point than I do. So yeah, you could share a little bit about that. So yeah, I love the idea of a smoothie for, for a meal replacement. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. We talk, I mean, the essence of the book is it's a smoothie book, you know, it, it's really the essence. So, um, there, I, I can't tell you how many lives I've changed by just try, adding in one green smoothie a day. Mm -hmm. um, it's life changing for people who don't who don't do that already, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when I talk about a green smoothie in the book, we differentiate it. So it's not a meal replacement, which I think is a great idea, but it is a blended green with water and then whatever else you want to put in there. You could put, you know, um, lemon, ginger, um, berries, green apple, whatever, you, whatever else you want to put in there. Um, as opposed to yogurt, you know, a, a milkshake, you know, this is not, this is a, a, a green drink that's very low glycemic, unless you put a ton of like bananas and, and other, and, you know, but a half a banana, a quarter of a banana for, for taste, a half a green apple, a low, you know, lots of berries. It's a great way to get hydration in. And we liken that to, um, one green smoothie is probably um, as hydrating as drinking the same at three three times the amount of bulk water, regular water. Mm -hmm. So you're you know by by sheer and and that's a made up number by the way, but I but I I know it to be true. <laughs> um, you know it is uh, it's just so much more hydrating than drinking the same amount of bulk. I'm drinking three times the amount of bulk water, two or three glasses of bulk water versus one green smoothie, and then let alone the nutritional punch that you get, you know, all the things that you're putting in there. There's, there was a recent um, study that came out, I'm not sure, a year or two ago about getting 30 different uh, plants into your diet a week. That sounds like, oh, that's difficult, but it's really not when you think about spices and nuts and fruit, vegetables, grains, 30 different uh, plants a week. Those people had the most diverse gut microbiomes which is really good and important. Um, and that's where I'm really le leading all of my, my patients now. You know, the idea of, of, a, of a keto diet, there are, I still put some people on a keto diet, except mm -hmm. it doesn't work long-term. You can't stay mm -hmm. on it long-term. Cycling maybe maybe the answer, but we need to learn how to eat and get real nutrient-dense um, foods into our diet. Mm -hmm. So do you have um, like an opinion of smoothies versus juicing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, juicing, you're not getting the fiber, you know, mm -hmm. you're taking out all the fiber. I think there's a place for juicing. I think there's a real place for it in cancer patients. I think there's something, something there. And I think, you know, juicing sometimes I'll go, to, you know, even on the street, if I, if I go into a store, like for some reason, people don't make smoothies when you're out, you know, they, they make juices, like mm -hmm. they press their juices. So it's hard to find a good green smoothie place, um, versus a green juice. So, if I'm stuck, I'll, I'll buy a green juice. It's just not as filling. It's not, um, it's still very hydrating. You're still getting some nutrients. I think smoothies are better. So could, could you share us what your sort of favorite green smoothie combination would be? Uh, yeah, I'll give you just a real foundational one. Um, so whatever greens you choose, it could be um, Swiss chard, it could be kale, it could be spinach. I use, I tend to use more spinach. Um I, I try to switch it up though, get those three, you know, those 30 different things in. So I do try to switch it up. I do Misfits Market. I don't know if you've, if you've heard of them. Um, Misfits Markets gives you like ugly fruit and vegetables that they can't sell. And they, so, so sometimes they'll, they'll send me some interesting things. I'll, like, oh, I'll play with that. Um, so whatever green you want, water. Um, I do add a little chia to it. Um, I love ginger. So with my ginger, I don't even peel it. 
Oh, um, okay. I clean it, brush it off, clean it. Mm-hmm. I, I cut it into little knuckles, little chunks, and I freeze it. And so I pull one of the little chunks out, throw it in. Um, I'll do a green, I'll do a half a green apple. Um, mostly I do do a lot of apple probably more than anything. I have frozen berries too, that I'll use real berries in the summer. Um, and, and lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, just that's a real foundational. Sometimes I play around um, and with misfits, whatever they sort of send me, I'll play around with it. Sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. <laughs> I'll hold my nose. Um, but I feel like it's fun. It's kind of fun to, to blend things, you know, and um, you know, I, I love, I love, I just yeah. love it. It's so fun. And, and you, you know, you really need a high speed blender. You have to invest if you're going to be um, blending up really fibrous, you know, vegetables, you have to have something like a Vitamix. <laughs> well, let me just tell you. So, um, and full disclosure, I'm in the, the, the process of writing a book with this gentleman. So the inventor of the Nutribullet has come out with a new blender and it's a personal blender and it's called the beast. Um, oh. and it's, um, it's about, it's less than half the price of a Vitamix. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a personal brand though. So you're only making one or two drinks mm-hmm. in there. Vitamix is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it is, it is functional and beautiful. And it's really, it's, it's the best blender on the market today. So you can, it's called the beast. Oh, so it's already out. It's, it's out. It's yeah. Out. It's oh, in Bed to. Bath and Beyond. It's on Amazon. You'll start to see, I'm sure you'll start to see Instagram ads now that we talked about yeah. it. <laughs> Especially in time for the holidays. Um, oh, it's yeah. It was on Oprah's favorite things last year. Oh, so it, okay. Yeah. It's, it's not on my radar. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's gorgeous too, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talked about smoothies and chia. I also wanted to, for you to share, um, the importance of salt and like and getting electrolytes and how that um increases hydration yeah yeah so um you know salt is not the demon it once thought it was and there's lots of research to back that up i always like to say though if you have high blood pressure or heart disease you do need you may need to be a little careful um, but for the most part when doctors have been talking about salt in the past they're really talking about sodium you know so these foods are are loaded with sodium chloride um, versus salt we're talking about natural salt real salt sea salt rock salt um literally there's a brand called real salt that i love um and just do a taste test like take real salt and 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 the umbrella girl salt table Mm -hmm. salt tip your finger on one, you'll taste the difference. So the difference is that they're, they have the whole spectrum of minerals in real salt and rock salt and sea salt versus just sodium chloride in table salt. Um, and I think that that's the difference um, in, uh, in what has caused problems in the past with people with heart failure and heart disease and that kind of thing. Um, and in fact, there's so much so that they were recently um, you know, I'm not going to say it because I, I don't have the full details in my head to give you, I don't want to give you wrong information about congestive heart failure and salt. Oh, okay. um, so I'm not going to say it, but, um, but uh, yeah, salt is important, especially for those yogis that I was talking about earlier. If you're sweating a lot, especially you're doing a hot yoga or you're a sweater, you're exercising and you're not replenishing the minerals that you're losing through sweat. Um, you're, it's going to be harder for you to hydrate. And um, by adding, a little bit of salt sometimes in that morning water and a squeeze of lemon for maybe even more vitamins and minerals is a great way to, to hydrate, especially those who maybe feel a little, um, 
dizzy when they get up, you know, those kind of things. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So salt is not the demon it once was. I think sodium is the demon that, that, you know, we're, we're, they're really talking about. So the other thing that I wanted you to discuss with us was it, and I was, I, I think I was trying to get to this when we were talking about living in the, like the modern lifestyle, but that you're this concept of environmental dehydration. Yeah. And, you know, just being in an office all day with yeah. fluorescent lights and phones and technology. Um, yeah. It's simple. It's th- simple. Think about it. Think about when you put your phone up to your ear, there's heat that's, co- I mean, this is the simplest way to think about it. There's heat and, and people have this phone up to their ear all the time. You know, there's heat that's coming. It's sucking hydration out of us. Fluorescent lights are sucking hydration out of us. Our, our modern day diets, you know, uh, processed foods, um, p- prescription medications, so or even re- over-the-counter medications. Um, there was a we looked at a list from the um, FDA of people that had reported overt dehydration from medications to the emergency room, and they were things like the purple pill, Ambien, um, and so we're not even talking about antihistamines. We know that that you you take an antihistamine, your your lips are just like whoa, um, you know. Uh, aspirin, things that, these are things that cause dehydration. Your body has to process them. It has to work hard. It needs water to process them. And then the other big thing, let alone the environment. So we're living in air conditioning and um, heat. You know, people think that the winter is not as dehydrating as the summer. I actually think I live in New York. It's worse because we have Mm -hmm. all those radiator heating, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's our environments are super dry. So, um, the, the, but the bigger thing and the more interesting thing is that sitting all day long is dehydrating. Um, so meaning it, and it's, you know, I'm using that word loosely, but um, we, there's a whole chapter on movement. And a few years ago, there was this brilliant French surgeon who decided to put a camera under the living skin of somebody to look at fascia. Fascia is that connective tissue that surrounds every joint, every muscle, every cell. It's everywhere. Before this, nobody ever looked at fascia. It was only done on dried, desiccated cadavers, you know, and you basically cut through to get to the organ or to get to the vessel. Um, And what we see is that fascia actually acts as a delivery system of hydration. It acts as a hydraulic pump. So this, you know, this moving your, um, your bicep doing a curl is actually squeezing water in and out of your joints. So the idea of you have to move your joints to lubricate them, we actually now understand there's a, there's a real physiological thing that's happening. So when we're sitting, we're squelching delivery of hydration to our periphery. You know, and they've, there's actually tons of studies about people who fidget, live longer, they've done muscle biopsies, um, and uh, they found that um, people who, if they dehydrate somebody and do a muscle by a, 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 vas- a vessel biopsy, that that vessel, low-grade dehydration, 2%, which by the way, we all get to that in every afternoon, like 2%, losing 2% of our body water is nothing. We, it's very easy to do. You dehydrate somebody 2%, um, do a, a vessel biopsy, and the damage is is um, equivalent to, to the damage of what a, smoking a cigarette does to your vessels. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so, so we're sitting, we're, we're squelching that delivery to our periphery. Um, so once again, we want to get up to pee every two hours. It not only gets us up and moving, but uh, we know that we're hydrated. Yeah, that's so you you have um, 
a whole program in your book on how to to stay hydrated through the day. And it doesn't include a series of what you kind of call as micro movements, making sure that you are getting up and it's simple. It's a five day. It's so simple. The program, you know, you call it like, I don't want people to get scared. Like it's a five day simple program. You could do it during your work week. And it's mm-hmm. basically just pushing you to, to feel what it feels like to feel mm-hmm. well hydrated. And the movements, we made them up there. We call them micro movements. So bobbing your head up and down is a micro movement. Twisting. Twisting is important. We don't twist enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I use this example a lot, but think about our cars now have rear backup cameras so we don't even turn around in our driveway to get to pull Mm -hmm. out the car we're so you know um and there's some interesting you know anthropological studies that we're born i'm making this number up but it's something like three or four hundred different movements we're born with and by the time we're 40 we have 40 movements you know we we lose all those things so it's important to keep yeah. moving and it, and it's it's interesting because now this is the time that when i if i'm giving this lecture to people you see the audience start to like know, move fidget. And, yeah. <laughs> fidget and yeah so we have to move we have to stay on top of that too it's important well i'll tell you just having your book like on my desk the last month or so as I was getting ready for this podcast (laughs) every time I saw it I would make it would remind me oh I need to go drink a glass of water Um, mission accomplished I love that (laughs) I know Um, so I think that's uh, the the question I want to end with is you know how I, I do you have any great way to remind ourselves to you know drink more I know there's there's phone alarms and you know people actually someone had a brilliant idea when we were talking about this challenge on day one is she puts hair elastics on her water bottle and like moves them up and down based on how many um glasses of water she drank I thought that was a great idea but that's so great I love that any tips or tricks for us yeah so I'm gonna give you a couple things um instead of counting or, or, or knowing how much water you have to drink, I, I have people like I have rules. So the, I gave you one rule already, a salad with breakfast, with lunch and a salad with dinner, a side salad. That's, that's a rule. You know, before you eat your meal, eat your side salad. Um, the, the second thing, wake up six to 18 ounces of water with a little pinch of salt, a little squeeze of lemon every day. That's a rule. Um, one green smoothie a day that's a rule, you know? Um, so I think, I think if you do those things, um, and, and the, the other thing is keep a bottle of water at your desk, you know, buy, buy a good, a good water container, keep it at your desk, keep it in front of you. Um, and, and take a look at that. Now, I just want to just say though, we don't have to be drinking, you know, eight to 10 out, you know, eight to 10 bottles of water all day long. You know, it's, it's not necessarily about drinking more and more water. It's about knowing how to hydrate. So that cutoff could be one, just one big container of water that you're sipping out all day long. That might be fed. It's about keep, the one thing you may want to count is how often you're getting up to pee. That, That maybe would be the one thing that I would say to try to keep on top of, like do a little, uh, you know, slash and cross thing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, um, I really encourage you to, to pick up this book. Uh, it's, it was really enlightening for me. A lot of things that I hadn't learned before. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Can, oh, thank you. Can, can you tell us, um, you know, if somebody's listening and, and gosh, they could really use an integrative doctor, um, that does just what you do, yeah. <laughs> you know, looks at the unique individual and isn't pushing pharmaceuticals, um, 
you know, that there, there is a, a, a time and place for those, but looking at lifestyle factors and, um, you know, I love that, that prescription of two salads a day. So, um, <laughs> tell us how we can reach out to you. Uh, so my website is www.drdanacohen.com. So drdanacohen.com, D-A-N-A-C-O-H-E-N. That's the best way to sort of see what I do. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That would be great. It's uh, at drdanacohen. drdanacohen. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cohen, for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I look forward to being with you again very soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcosdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling. Wishing you good health. Bye-bye.